Welcome to Debating Metal. I'm your host, Kenneth Dean, the Dean of Metal. Along with my co-host, Chris Kay, we discuss and dissect the songs, albums, and bands of the music we are most passionate about, heavy metal. So sit back, relax, turn it up to 11, and let the debate begin. Welcome everyone to episode 29 of Debating Metal. This week it's Lemmy and the boys from Motorhead and we go head to head with Overkill versus Ace of Spades. Along with our debate, Kenneth has more rusty metal and I've got another online pick of the week for you. And you wanted the best, you got the best with another big four with the big four songs by Motorhead. Last week we picked our big four for one of my favorite bands, The Haunted. So be sure to check out our Instagram at Debating Metal and leave a comment about your big four songs by The Haunted. But before we begin, let's review episode 28. Last week, we dove into The Haunted's two distinct vocalists and their very unique eras. To hear all about it, just click on the subscribe button or download and follow us on any of the major podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. And don't forget to rate us or leave a review. We also want to read your opinions on these and any of our other topics. So if you agree with us or just want to rip us a new one, send us an email to debatingmetal at gmail.com or message us on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. Now it's time for Rusty Metal. Kenneth, what's your pick this week? Okay, my Rusty Metal pick of the week this week is Metal Church with their debut album, Metal Church, which was released in 1984 on Ground Zero Records and then reissued in 1985 on a major label, Electra Records. And they were one of the original Seattle bands. When you think of Seattle, some people, some older folks, think of Jimi Hendrix. They think of Heart. But Metal Church was in the middle. So they were in between grunge and the 70s heart and Jimi hendrix in the 60s um they did a collaboration with sir mix-a-lot whose claim to fame is the song baby's got back and they did the, the collaboration was them doing a cover together of the black sabbath song iron man the album contains some of their classic hits like beyond the black gods of wrath in the blood and their classic song metal church which is which is an amazing song with an incredible display of drumsmanship. I mean, the drummer on that album is just out of his mind playing that on that song. It's a great, great song. I mean, that's like one of the the upper echelon air drum songs if, if you're a metal fan because that dude just goes off on the drums. Love that song. So anyway, get that album if you can. Uh, it's, a, it's still available. It's a really cool album. They even got a cover of Deep Purple's Highway Star on there. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I've heard the album. It's uh, I have not listened to a ton of Metal Church, but that first album I've, I've definitely heard. So I'm always interested in new releases, especially well-done ones. All right, so what is your online pick of the week today? All right, so for my online pick this week, uh, I've got an artist who some of you might know. He's a drummer by the name of Sam Policelli. 
Um, he goes by the moniker 66Samus. He uh, is on YouTube and Twitch. So he does Twitch streams where he plays uh, a lot of music and tutorials uh, that, uh, you know, gets the, the fans involved, which, which is so great about the, the Twitch format is that you can sit there and you can comment and talk to the guy while he's, you know, doing a clinic, basically. Um, but the guy has a really funny sense of humor. He just did a, a recent video that I showed you, um, and that was uh, knocking on the door in the rhythm of famous beats. Oh, that's so that he, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's knocking to the Terminator beat and you know all these these famous songs and and uh, finally it just gets to the point where it annoys his girlfriend so much she yells at him and makes him stop. Um, <laughs> but he does a lot of comedy stuff as well as um, you know one of the videos i recently watched was him explaining the difference between a triplet and other rhythms that people have misconstrued as triplets over the years so he actually breaks down a lot of uh technical aspects of drumming but it it's accessible to anybody because he incorporates humor and it's it's just a lot of fun to watch him so uh check him out six six samus and uh that's six six the numbers and then S-A-M-U-S on YouTube and Twitch. Cool. I will definitely check that out. I did check out your 331 E-Rock last week. That was that dude? That's, that's the uh, yeah page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, I even showed my girls the, the cover of the Harry Potter song that he did. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean his his channel's a lot of fun. It's it's got something for everybody, and uh, he's a he's a just a fun guy to watch. I mean he's got a he's you know got a very positive attitude, which is nice. Cool. So I will check out this Sam Policelli six six Samus uh, this week and uh, report back to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So that leads us to this week's main topic. And that is our dear friend, Lemmy Kilmister, and the band Motorhead. Uh, We are doing Overkill versus Ace of Spades, two of their early albums. And I don't know if we're going to do this like a head-to-head debate type of thing, where you pick one album, I pick one album, so much as as we're just going to like pick and choose which songs we like and don't like. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, th- I think that's fair. Uh, to me, I, I've been such a big fan of Motorhead for such a long time that I like all the eras of the band. I really don't have much negative to say about most of their albums, even the ones that a lot of people dropped off after, or, or during at least, or Orgasmatron and further on from there. But to me, I, I just always liked Lemmy's attitude and what he what he did was is a little different than pretty much any other band. There was just a certain attitude that was portrayed and it was just a lot of fun. And so I think it's, it's a good approach to let's just talk about each album, talk about maybe just break it down song by song and then we'll figure out which one's the best one. Yeah, exactly. So I came into knowing or understanding or hearing about Motorhead for the first time way back in the early 80s and when I when I started high school there was a couple of guys in my class that were Motorhead fans and I just 
for whatever reason, I couldn't get into Motorhead. I don't know if it was the really rough sound, and I can't really attribute it totally to that, because obviously I was liking stuff from the new wave of British heavy metal. I was liking stuff from these early 80s metal bands like, you know, Motley Crue and Wasp and and, and uh, Armored Saint that had rough-sounding first albums. So I, I don't know what it was that, that just I didn't get attracted to Motorhead right away. But at the same time, as you know, as you grow older, you realize, oh, that's Motorhead. Oh, that song is Motorhead. Oh, that song. I mean, obviously, it's hard to it's hard not to under not to tell that Lemmy's Lemmy because he's got such a distinct sound to his voice and to his his bass playing. So I, you know, when I came across them, I wasn't really totally into them. But as time went on in the, in the eighties and nineties, I, I I grew more and more to like them. And uh, as I went back in time, and I said, yeah, these albums are pretty damn good. And they are just a rock and roll band for the most part. But, man, they play heavy rock. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just different than other bands. They're, it's hard to define them exactly because they do have metal elements, they do have rock elements, and they have blues elements. So one thing about Motorhead that I've always liked is... They just are who they are, and they're not trying to be any other band. The only time that their sound really changed when was when they had new members of the band. And still, even then, they were true to who they were at that time. People don't always stay the same. They're going to progress. They're going to change. But it wasn't like they were changing just to uh, you know, meet whatever trend was at the time. They were just they were who they were. And uh, nothing really says it more than these two albums right here. Definitely. So, Overkill, the first, the their 1979 album is actually their second release. The first album was Motorhead, uh, that came out in 1978. Now there is some controversy about that because they did come out with an album prior to that on a very very small independent label, to the point where that independent label still holds the rights to those songs, and they love to release junk shit albums out there very similar to the problem that judas priest has with the first two albums uh rock and roll and sad wings of destiny gull records loves to put stuff out and license it out to some other companies to remaster it or do this that and the other thing to it they've had the same problem with their first album and a bunch of other stuff that they recorded but their first album was motorhead that was their official first release and then they just a small correction that uh, was 77 not 78 oh i'm sorry 77 Mm -hmm. okay and so they, you know, they released that first album, and then they got signed to Bronze Records, where they stayed for a f- several years and several albums. That was pretty much the height of their early career on Bronze. They had some of their most famous albums come out on there, and that was that was good for them. But it wasn't necessarily uh, a cash cow for them either, because their albums, as as much as they're like cult favorites, they weren't really big sellers. And well, initially they weren't, but then when this album came out, which is Overkill, it actually did pretty well. It charted at uh, number 24, which was surprising because they had gone several years at this point, even before Phil and and uh, Eddie joined the band. They had gone through some really tough times. They weren't making any money. Uh, people just didn't get what they were doing. 
and uh, and I think this was just such a a powerful uh, album when it came out that it 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 just really caught people's attention. And I mean, it all started with the the first track, which is Overkill. And I mean that it's it's a double bass explosion. It just tears your face off. And for 1979, it was just unheard of. Yeah, it's 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 funny because it's not a really like um, fast song or anything like that, but it's such a steady song, and that double bass really pounds pretty much through the entire song, and it's it's a really good song. I mean, it's one of their classics. It's one of their best songs out there. Metallica did a really good uh, cover of it during their Motorheaded tribute to Lemmy for his 50th birthday back in the 90s. That was a really cool version, but their the the original Overkill version, or excuse me, the original Motorhead version of Overkill is super cool. I mean, even though there wasn't a, a huge budget in terms of sound, that the sound that they got out of it was the sound that they wanted. They wanted the distorted bass. They wanted that that really raw drum sound. So it, it's exactly what they wanted. And it's really cool. I I really like that song. Yeah, I mean it's it's the best way you could possibly start an album that's <laughs> yeah. going to change, I guess, the perception of the band. I I can't think of a better way to start the album off. And it it just continues with with Stay Clean. I mean I think that's a that's one of their most recognizable songs. Um, it's really catchy, but it kind of fits the format that. A lot of Motorhead songs follow. It's got a pretty repetitive riff that they they find this riff that that's it's you know it's catchy, it's it's fun, but they keep playing it over and over. And uh, the only thing that I can say really that for me that I enjoy is it's they sp- uh, sprinkle in these solos that kind of break up the tune. And Eddie Clark, especially when he was when he was in the band, he may, had some great solos, and this is one of them. Yeah, uh, "Stay Stay Clean" is a pretty cool tune in that, like you said, it's very simple. And and I guess you put it this way: all Motorhead songs are relatively simple. Lemmy's not a, a you know a deep thought, deep thinking poet by any means. Uh, he's pretty much got a, a singular focus, <laughs> and it's females. <laughs> um, but he does den- tend to, you know, come up with a, a different story here and there. Stay clean. Uh, my perspective of it is more—it's it's a song about a straight-edge guy uh, and basically staying clean. Um, I could be wrong, but that's just you, the way. It, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what's it about? So, it has nothing to do with with drugs or alcohol. And and I remember this actually from an interview with Lemmy. It was more about just just being a good person, basically, in in dealing with other people in your life. Um, so like he kind of had the idea of of like uh, respect your parents and that kind of thing, you know, just respect your elders, etc. So he but he jokes about it like it didn't really come off how he was intending at all. So it's he, it's a song that they've always had in their their set list, and uh, it it's kind of lost its meaning a little bit through through the years. So it again, like we've said in previous episodes where we talked about this, music is it it's objective, you know. It, it I mean I'm, I'm sorry, music is subjective. 
you can determine how you feel about it and how it affects you uh, as well as what the what the artists originally intended. It it only matters so much what they originally intended as long as your perception of it, you're aware of what they were where they were trying to address. But at the same time, it affects you how it affects you. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't really trying to be more. Uh, I wasn't trying to to indicate the straight edge lifestyle which is the, the the no drugs no alcohol type of thing i meant more about like a, a straight lace kind of guy you know where you know he's prim and proper i guess you could say and and, and like you said more about the obeying the parents and and being a good person mm-hmm. you know it, it, yeah it came out i wrote down straight edge guy but i, I meant more kind of like the straight laced kind of burst person but regardless um he is trying to tell you to stay clean. So in one way or another, you still got to kind of not do certain things if you're going to stay clean. So, But it is, uh, it is a very cool song, very simple song, uh, as are most of Motorhead songs. They, Like you said, they are like a one riff, one kind of main rhythm that they go over and over again. And I get that has a lot to do with their the blues background that they have in it. They just kind of stick to it. That's their thing. I mean, it's not a lot different than a lot of other bands. Black Sabbath kind of followed the same format for a long time. It wasn't until later albums where they started mixing up the, the 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 for the format or the the uh, the formula. I mean, uh, Paranoid, one of their greatest songs. I mean, think about it. It's one riff. Yeah, and it's one riff and a bunch of chugging in the middle. Yeah. Okay, so I won't pay your price. The next song on the album is, in my interpretation, some sort of fight song. Somebody in that song doesn't like the other person. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Now, maybe it's a bad drug deal. I don't know. But Yeah, it, it's just a fun, fast-paced song. I yeah. mean, I, I, I really don't see a lot in it other than it's just... It's one I don't skip. But it's also at the same time one I don't like make an effort to listen to. Um, but it's a catchy riff. It's it's enjoyable. Whenever I'm listening to the album, it's it it's one I never skip. Right. I don't listen to this album that often. But you know, usually I'll just let the whole thing play uh, unless I'm unless I'm specifically listening to or wanting to listen to certain songs. Um, well, there's there's one song that I typically skip, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, the next track would be "I'll Be Your Sister," and one thing that I really love about this song is the the bass is so pushed to the front. It's it is the lead instrument in this song. Yes, it is. It, it is thematically a typical Motorhead, typical Lemmy lyric. It's a sex song, and it's. It's got a, I mean, it's an unusual lyric about I'll be your sister. Now, maybe I don't know something that he knows or something. I don't know what it's totally about, but I can pretty much think it's a sex song. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree. There, there's a similarity between early Motorhead and ZZ Top, which I've always felt they, they were kind of kindred spirits in a way where a lot of their lyrics are, you know, simplistic and about that. There is a cleverness to Lemmy's lyrics a lot of times where he's, you know, he uses some double entendre, but but for the most part, you know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
All right, so the next song, you and I kind of briefly touched on this song earlier, and it was Capricorn. And I was just, it was playing in, in, on my my speakers at work. I just, when you talk about just going over and over and over and over the same thing, he says Capricorn so many times, I, I wanted to just like smash my phone this, <laughs> this afternoon. I was like, <laughs> what is with this song? But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a weird song. It's an song. odd one. It's a, it's a psychedelic rock song. And I, I kind of said it, say it's a strange song with a strange mix. It's <laughs> yeah. my least favorite song on the album. I typically skip it. It doesn't do anything for me. It, it's so out of place in the middle of this album. It would make sense on like the first Scorpions album, <laughs> but, but not here. Yeah, yeah it, it was a weird one. So I, 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 just because I had not had to, but just because I wanted to listen to the whole album through, and I came across that song i'm like this is a rough one mm-hmm. but then the next song was pretty cool and the reason why it's pretty cool is you just mentioned the other band that it's very similar to zz top this is uh, the main riff is a direct copy of tush from zz top except you know it's not it's not a blatant steal because there's differences in the chorus and there's differences in the in the in the tail lick at the end of the riff but at first thought or first listen, you're gonna the first thing you think of is this is like a sped up version of Tush, but then obviously because it's that and that's because it's blues based. And then as soon as they get to the to the tail lick the tail end of the lick, then that's when you say, Oh no, it's a different song. <laughs> but it's very close and I would not be surprised if anybody heard this song and thought it was a ripoff. I don't know if it's truly a ripoff. I mean Tush came out in 1974? 73, this I think. What's that? 73, I think. Okay, well, yeah, you, you, get, you get the point. This. I mean, yeah, it was, it was way before five, this. Five, six years earlier, so. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very obvious that, that there there is a connection here, whether it's deliberate or not. Um, regardless, No Class is a fun song. Um, it represents, because it's, it's the start of Side B, it's a... I mean, it represents that this is a kind of change to the bluesy half of of what Motorhead does. the The next few songs all have a blues rock tone that was it's a little different than the first half of the album. Yeah, that that, that is definitely noticeable on the on, on side two or the second half, depending on how you uh, consume your music. Yeah. I, I see, see. I didn't talk to you about this, but I went with the versions that I had, and I didn't think about it because I had the original release of Ace of Spades as well. Mm-hmm. So my version that I that I wrote my notes on, it's the one that starts with Ace of Spades as as track one on side one. So we'll have to get to that when we when we get to that album, but. Going back to this album, um, the next song is Damage Case, which right. is one of my favorite Motorhead songs. It is a heavy, heavy blues rock song. Yes, for sure. And it's another sex song from Lemmy. <laughs> I wonder what he sings about. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it can be construed in in a couple ways, but yes, for sure. I, I, I put it down as it's like... It's almost like a criminal kidnapped a woman, and he's trying to like 
you know, seduce her, but it, it's it's not working, and he keeps chasing her, but you know, she keeps trying to run away, type of thing. That's the, that's the, the the vibe I get from the song. You know, I never thought of it that way. I'll have to analyze it further, <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely from a time before now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely before the Me Too time. Yeah, tear you down, another sex song. It's a simple, I mean, it's a really simple song, but it has one of the best solos on the album, uh, which is about midpoint through the song. It's just another one of these riff-heavy songs that they, you know, most of the albums are are kind of carried by these simplistic but interesting riffs. You know, it, it's funny, you, you talk about the solo on the song. What, I, what I've noticed about Fast Eddie Clark, you got these, you got these relatively simple songs, you've got these relatively consistent rhythms, and then the, the, the guitar solo is so... I don't want to use the term out of place, because it's not. It fits well within the song, but it's so such a stark contrast from what the way the song is, and then you know that there's this wild solo that's playing... And, mm-hmm. and and you know fast. That's what makes Fast Eddie Clark who he is. You know yeah. he, he's a really really good guitar player, or was. Unfortunately, the entire original members members of Motorhead have all passed away. And that's well, the, a, cl- the classic. Lineup. Yeah, the classic. I, I'd have to look. I really don't know much about the originals, but yeah, the classic. The, the, the classic. Ones that we're talking. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Lemmy, Filthy Animal, Taylor, and Fast Eddie Clark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's. Uh, Fast Eddie is such a it's so distinctly different when he comes to his his soloing for these songs it's pretty I I like it a lot it's pretty cool yeah the the mix of those three guys where you know at that time in their career they were all trying to to better themselves and push themselves to be something you know that not not necessarily like the best ever or anything like that but they wanted to to do what they did well and that's kind of all said in the statement where Filthy Animal was talking about like how he wanted to play the double bass, but he didn't want to be just one of those guys that, that was up on the stage with two bass drums and didn't use them. So he learned to to play that and incorporate it into the music before even putting it on the stage. I like that about the, the Motorhead guys was that they were all good musicians and they all were good at what they did. And it wasn't like they, they were just trying to be something else. Like I said, Motorhead never was anything but who they were. Exactly. They were, I mean, they were just straight-up good guys, really. Anyway, Metropolis. It's a cool intro. Um, it, but it's another one of those songs that's real ZZ Top-ish. Yeah, I mean, and, and it has a lot to do with blues is very... You know, it's it's only got so much you could do with it, you know. And so, the the blues and, and certain riffs that they play over and over again, you you're, you're going to somehow cross paths with it. And in the end, it's how you kind of swerve around the notes that makes it different than the next one. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Where there's there's only so much, but at the same time, like you have you have musicians that that take it in a different direction and don't sound like anybody else. Like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, or I mean, ZZ Top is a good example of of originators of a of a style, and and Motorhead is one of those as well because they they even, they have bluesy elements, but they push the instruments in a different direction, 
and that and so you get that really heavy blues rock which is it's it's what separates them like you can compare them to zz top like i have multiple times but they are they are separate because of the way they play the instruments the way that that lemmy plays the the bass is is not the typical way that somebody plays the bass he's playing it as a guitar i mean it's he plays it's, it as a guitar he plays it uh very percussively mm-hmm. uh, you know so there's a lot to his style and it's a really really cool style um, yeah, he's a self-taught guy, so he's got a different perspective than a, you know, a lot of musicians out there. Yeah. So the last song on Overkill is "Limb from Limb," uh, and again, it goes back to the same concept of song, but this one is more like a rough sex song. <laughs> and it's got some really interesting, like Jimi Hendrix-esque elements in the in the playing from uh, Fast Steady Clark. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a great end to the album. It's it's one thing that I think Motorhead does really well with a lot of their albums is they don't end on a sour note, or you don't you don't have to feel like you know you listen to the first three songs and then you can just give it up and and you want to get to the end because the last couple songs usually are really good. Yeah, and then. That- I think that there's always something to be said about how you pace an album out. And mm-hmm. if you want to keep somebody interested in your album, I mean, he he did it the right way. Other bands who think about how you pace an album out, and, and they do something similar. And those are the ones that are, are, are good bands. Those are the ones that the albums are always fairly top-notch. I mean, I don't want to say not every album from every band is always perfect, but those are the types of things that... If you if they take those things into consideration, you know you're going to have a good album. Mm-hmm. All right, so why don't we move on to Ace of Spades? Ace of Spades. That is, I would have to say, Motorhead's ultimate song. It's there. It's the the most famous of all Motorhead songs. Yeah, it's it's synonymous with the band. I yeah. think even people that don't really know Motorhead probably know that song. Exactly. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it recently on commercials, and it's it's. I mean, it's an ultimate song. It, and and then the, the obviously the topic of gambling and and the different meanings of the different things that he, you know the, the the different phrases that he uses that are gambling for you know uh, phrases are. Uh, is really cool. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I do have something to say about it. It's funny that it's something that Lemmy said, but go ahead and tell me what you think about the song. I mean, yeah, I think we kind of covered it. People, people again that don't really know the band know this song. It's uh, it's been featured in so many things. It just, you know, it's it's and it's got a, a theme that carries throughout the rest of the album too. So I mean, it, I think. Ace of Spades is one of those songs that you don't really have to say much about because it says a lot for itself. Right. So so this is what Lemmy had to say about the song. I used gambling metaphors, mostly cards and dice. When it comes to that sort of thing, I'm more into slot machines, actually, but you can't really sing about spinning fruit and wheels coming down. <laughs> so most of the... <laughs> Most of the songs oh, just poker. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Most of the songs just poker, really. I know you got. I know you've got to see me read them and weep. Dead man's hands again. Aces and eights. That was Wild Bill Hickok's hand when he got shot. 
to be honest, although Ace of Spades is a good song, I'm sick to death of it now. Two decades on, when people think of Motorhead, they think of Ace of Spades. We didn't become fossilized after that record, you know. We had quite a good few releases since then, but the fans want to hear it, so we still play it every night. For myself, I've had enough of that song. (laughs) And I understand that. I reach a point a lot of times with bands where their most famous song is not on my, my... top 10 list because i've heard it so many times mm-hmm. like i get it i know why it's the most popular song but at the same time it's it's overplayed and i like to hear some a lot of times the deep tracks and just ones that really appeal to me um but this song regardless is just awesome yeah this is one of those songs where i i, I don't think you can get tired of listening to it when it comes on because it has such an energy with that intro bass line and then you know the the drums rolling in the way it, the way they do, and then the guitar is just coming in along with it. It, it there's such an incredible energy that it, you could be you could have heard it a few times in a row, or whatever, or, or listened to a bunch of Motorhead, and then all of a sudden this song comes on, and you definitely perk up every time you hear it. It's mm-hmm. that that's how cool of a song it is. All right, so the next track is "Love Me Like a Reptile." Um, one thing I really like about this song is that it has really great harmony elements, which is at this point in their career something kind of new for the band. Um, the, the the you know the the technicality has not always really been there with Motorhead. They're very straightforward, um, but this is this is a little bit more experimental in in a track for them, and uh, it's it's for the most part it's it's a pretty simple riff heavy song again. Uh, but it has a great solo, and the harmony elements really add some spice. You know what's what's funny is that when you describe the song and, and you know the harmony elements and the, and the good solo, you you sit there and expect to have a really uh, a song that is a lot deeper than "Love Me Like a Reptile," <laughs> 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 but that's Lemmy. You know that's that's his. And you can't even call this double entendre because it's just about straight up, you know, what it's all about. But it's just so funny because, you know, what else would you expect from Lemmy but, you know, love me like a reptile? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's just simile. It's not there's, – there's nothing more. <laughs> now, the, th- the third song, Shoot You in the Back, that kind of goes with the theme of Ace of Spades to some degree. But it's to basic the, to the full degree. <laughs> it starts the song with him saying Western movies. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it is just it just smacks you in the face. Like it. What's it about? It is, Western movies. Western movies. <laughs> yeah, it's a gunfighter song. Yeah, it's a really cool. It's a cool song. I like. I like. Yeah, the, I like the topic of it. It's just you know, not many people fun, write about Western yeah. movies. <laughs> no, no. And then they just tell you straight up when the song starts. Western movies. Yeah. <laughs> well the next song still goes along with the theme it's live to win right what i like about the song because it's another one of those just kind of it is what it is songs but it has two solos in it and i i really really like the second solo okay i honestly can say that i didn't pay attention to the two solos mm. um i heard them um but I think I've, I've had listened to so much Motorhead by that time that I'm just kind of like trying to get through it, <laughs> you know. Um, gotcha. But it's a, I, I mean I like the songs. It, it's a it's a pretty cool cool track. Um, 
to me, the way I interpreted it was, you know, it was one of those, you know, stand up for yourself type of songs, come out ahead, be your own man type of song. Could be wrong, well, like I tend to be no, lately. I mean, the the, the uh, <laughs> gist of the song is live to win. You yeah. know, don't, don't just, you know, let life go by. Be successful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good song. I like I like the song. Shit, it's a good album. It's a you said everything there is to say about it. You know, like I said, I didn't pay attention to the solo, so bad on me. <laughs> well, the the next song still fits the theme of gambling and westerns, and that's fast and loose. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a definitely a theme throughout the album between gambling, chicks, and gunfighting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it's it's the first one on this album that really again reminds me of ZZ Top, um, but it, that's not a bad thing. Like I said before, it's it's it just if you like one band, you might really like the other. Yeah. Um, and then number six, that's uh, We Are the Road Crew, which if there was a second anthem for the band, this is probably it. Yeah, uh, We Are The Road Crew is the ode to the road crew, which they believe they had the best crew in the business, and they wrote a song about it. And it's pretty cool because, you know, not often do the road, the road crew get recognized because it's a day-in and day-out job. Some bands recognize them every night, give them a, a, a round of applause, but Motorhead went the extra step, and they wrote a song about it, and that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, this is the end of the original version, the international version of uh, Side A. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is where the album goes downhill. Um, <laughs> so Fire Fire is one of the songs that it just does not stand out for me. I think it's a weak start to Side B. The drum lead-in and the solo kind of midpoint in the song are are pretty cool, but it's far from the best on the album i just you know to me this is this is a weak start for such a great album it's just kind of disappointing that you know you flip they flip the disc and it's it's just not very strong yeah i mean the next the next three songs are like that uh maybe even the next four are similar in that in that veins there's nothing that stands out there's nothing that says you know this is a great song and and basically, you're talking about four songs with very similar topics, all about everything that we've talked about with Motorhead recently. Jailbait, it's kind of obvious what it's about. Dance, kind of well, obvious. Let's. I mean, I, I want to say a couple things about each yeah. of these songs. So, Jailbait, there is uh, a double bass section in the middle that I like, but overall, like you said, it's it's just kind of forgettable. Dance. To, to me, dance is like taking the song Overkill, but making it a bright, dancey version. <laughs> you, uh, know, you know what's funny about Overkill? Overkill uh-huh. is a song about dancing. That's the funny thing about that song, if you, if you pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a song about making you move, and it does. <laughs> so the next song, Bite the Bullet. Um, now, this is like... If, if I were to write a blues song, this is what I would write. It's fast. It's heavy. It is in your face. And it's short. If I, <laughs> The thing about blues to me is it's so slow and it goes on for so long. This is like, this is so funny because the content of the lyrics is like listening to, you know, I'm going to leave you, babe. You know, I'm, I'm moving on. 
It's it's it is your typical blues song, but it is like a minute and a half. Yeah, somewhere right around it's there. A minute, and it, a minute yeah, and a half, and it's like all that all that uh, you know blues sadness just mashed into one little short song. I love it. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's pretty much. Uh, I'm packing my bags. I'm going. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you just recap the whole song in one little statement. Exactly. Now. I would say the next song is probably the best song on side two. The chase it, is better than the catch. It is. It, it, yes, I completely agree. It is a really cool riff, and it's a memorable song with a, a cool hook and a cool uh, you know thematic aspect to the song. Yeah, I mean, this is the one where it's, you know, it, it's the same theme that Lemmy likes to sing about, but it's a really cool, you know, the, the chase is better than the catch. There's an understanding there to it that there's something ab- about trying to get the girl. <laughs> that's that's cool, and that, and so it came across that way in the in the, in the song because it's not a fast song. It's kind of like a chugger, but mm-hmm. but because it's you know because it's Motorhead and there's only you know the three guys. It, there's always space in songs, and and that's that's what I like about the way Motorhead always did their stuff. When they were a four-piece, it wasn't the same. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're a three-piece and it's just a guitar, bass, drums, and and, and vocals, it's really cool. I, I like that because songs can breathe. I love when songs can breathe. And this one, the better, the better, the best song on side two, it's just, it's got a lot to it. Yeah. And, and the Hammer, which is the final song on the album, is, is pretty good too. I, I think it's, probably the most experimental song on the album in that it has like a kind of a keyboard harmony part right towards the end of the song. And it, it, I mean, it's a fast paced track. If, if this was track 10 or nine, you know, and, and we left out, you know, fire, fire jailbait, you could probably leave on. I think a lot of people do like jailbait. Jailbait Um, would probably be this to me, uh, the second, best song on on side two i mean i would go with bite the bullet because i like that song but (laughs) but yeah i think no even then i think jailbait if you were if you were to take off firefire and dance i still think jailbait's the weakest song on the on this side of the album okay but but again it's it's all about your perspective i mean i know there are a lot of people that do like that song so you know but i think the hammer's a good way to wrap up the album and uh again like i said what motorhead does well is that they do end the album on a good note yeah i mean this the hammer is a good song it's not a it's not a terrible song i mean it, the album definitely picks up as it gets towards the end so you know with bite the bullet the chase you know and then the hammer so it it, mm-hmm. it did have a decent ending after a rough start <laughs> yes all right so that being said you know you think about the the full aspect of the album from beginning to end what do you think is the better of the two i i still i still believe ace of spades would be the better of the two albums in my opinion one because i think you know you have on that album you have three classic songs and one you a fourth one you could probably say is a classic and what i'm talking about is ace of spades the chase is better than the catch and we are the road crew love me like a reptile can probably be thrown in there as the fourth classic uh, but it is slightly different for the same reasons you said it had that harmony had it had had something different 
it was it was like Lemmy was kind of trying to expand his his horizon as far as songwriting was concerned, and he did a couple mm-hmm. of different things. So it's a cool song in that regards, but the lyrics is what kind of brings it to yeah, this is Lemmy <laughs> type of thing. But it is a cool it is a cool track. I mean, it's got the cool harmony chorus. So it, I would say it's number four. So for me, you got three really really standout tracks. You got four, Love Me Like Rattel, a fourth standout track. And even Shoot You in the Back is a solid song. So it's got, I would say, more than half or about half of the album is solid. Yeah. Overkill, I mean, it has Overkill. It has No Class and Damage Case. But from there, to me, nothing comes in, you know, as that, oh, I could possibly be a, a classic type of song. But nothing's as solid as the rest of the the solid songs in, in Ace of Spades. That's just my opinion. No, I, I, I agree with you in a lot of aspects. I think, to me, Overkill is, it's a more raw album, and you could tell that from the way it was recorded. It's definitely a bit more divided in that the theme isn't carried all the way through the album. You've got the heavier rock side with side a and then with side b you've got the very bluesy side i love the songs overkill damage case uh i I like i won't pay your price quite a bit uh metropolis is a great song but but overall i think because it was them trying to kind of find themselves it's not as cohesive as a whole as ace of spades even though there are some some weak tracks that I just skip, and there's really only one track that I, I skip every time with, with Overkill. I think overall, the strength of the songs, like you said, with Ace of Spades, Love Me Like a Reptile, and the, the, the level of experimentation is more so with Ace of Spades. I think, uh, you know, I have to say, it's it's the stronger of the two albums. And if, if you're going to become a new Motorhead fan, uh, this is probably a great entry point because... It has the track Ace of Spades, which, like I said earlier, most people know. So it's it's a. Uh, I think in this one, Ace of Spades wins. I I think so too. One thing I, uh, that I wanted to say when you were talking about the, the the two comparisons is that for what it's worth, I mean, when you think about Ace of Spades and the production behind it, you know, they considered that to be a really slick produced album. And in comparison to you know Bomber and, and Overkill, yeah, it, it is slickly produced, but it still maintained that raw edge that Lemmy was famous for, and that's that's kind of another thing that makes it stand out. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that's interesting is we've mentioned many times how there is a similarity to ZZ Top here. Mm-hmm. It there is an EP that they released called Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and so that is a cover of the song by ZZ Top. So there clearly is an influence there. They they are fans of ZZ Top. I don't think that's a bad thing whatsoever. I've always been a fan of that band, and we always find inspiration in in other uh, forms of media that that you know drive us to be creative and and uh, you know put our own touch out there in the world and even though there are some similarities to zz top with early motorhead they did something different and that's that's like i said before motorhead always has been who they are and they're not apologetic about it and that's what i love about the band 
hands down they are they did it their way and mm-hmm. and one thing I wanted to mention before we were talking about this you know Facity Clark a very accomplished guitar player very good guitar player Lemmy Lemmy himself was an excellent bassist okay I mean he had one of the graveliest voices out there but so what you know what the guy the guy came across and he sang the, his parts the way he needed to sing them and they, they weren't out of tune they weren't out of key he he sang the songs the right way he's just that's his voice so you you can't take away you know and obviously filthy animal taylor was was a solid drummer and then later on they have Wurzel as a guitar player they got phil campbell as a guitar player and mickey d mickey d is one of the most accomplished drummers that to come out of europe i mean the guy played with king diamond for years I and mean, that's no small joke that was a that was a particular style. You had to be a very good guitar player. I mean, excuse me, you had to be a very good musician. You know, and so Mickey D is a great musician. So 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 Motorhead has always been and always had had good musicians in the band, and that's that's the really cool thing about them. They were no slouches in that band at all. No, and Lemmy didn't put up with it when there were. I mean, they reached a point where Filthy Animal wasn't giving him what he needed as far as keeping up with the music that they were playing. And, you know, they had to part ways. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate, especially when you're, you're friends or when you're close with other people. But, you know, the integrity of the music is what makes you happy when you're, when you're a musician or an artist in general like that, it, the integrity of the product that you're putting out. And I have a lot of respect for the the way that Lemmy has explained it, you know, when these crossroads have been passed, I, I I think there are times where as a fan you question, like, why why did a member leave the band or why was a member kicked out of the band, etc.? And you kind of just, to a degree, have to have faith in, in especially when it's a guy like Lemmy that, that really cares about the integrity of the music and, and understand that they're doing these things for, for the, the good of the product. Mm-hmm. And last thing uh, on the ZZ Top comparison, mm-hmm. for the most part, Motorhead, they were a three-piece just like ZZ Top. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, For most of their career, yeah. Yep. All right, so it's time for the Big Four and our Big Four Motorhead songs. So I went la- last week, I went first because I was the newbie to The Haunted. So I'm going to have you go first this time for Motorhead. Okay, well, I guarantee you that my list is probably going to surprise you. Okay. And, and most fans, because uh, we, we were talking about old Motorhead, but uh, I, I've enjoyed their whole career. I listened to them up until their last album, and I still put them on from time to time. I think a couple weeks ago I was listening to Hammered, uh, which was, I, I want to say that came out while I was in high school, and I, I've... You know, I've kept up and I, I listen to this band on a pretty regular basis. So um, number four is one of those ones that has special meaning to me. And it's it's not necessarily their best song, but uh, it's The Game, which they featured on Hammered, which I just mentioned. And that is the theme song of Triple H, The Wrestler. Yeah, I, th- I think that was has more to do with it than anything else. It's a, But it's still a 
cool song. It has a great riff, and uh, it has a lot of attitude. And and yeah, for me, a special meaning because you know I was such a huge wrestling fan during this time period, and uh, you you got to pick ones that mean something to you. Yeah, of course. All right, so number three is probably going to be pretty divisive, and that's Orgasmatron. I love that song. I think it's great. It's uh, it's representative of where they were going when the when the uh, the band was changing, and it is such a cool dark song that is again, like I said, Motorhead was always who they were, and at this point, this is who they were. All right, so for number two, uh, Damage Case. I just love that riff of that song. I had heard this version of the song, the original version, long before I heard Metallica's version. It was just like a nice treat that they did a cover, and uh, they did it well. So if you're only familiar with Metallica's version, make sure to come and check out uh, Motorheads. Yeah, for sure. And number one is my favorite song, hands down, which is Overkill. It's that song that grabbed my attention, and I just—it's—I've mentioned this before. There are certain songs that have always been stuck in my head, and this is one of them. That—that that double bass drum beat is just killer, and there's there's no song I would rather listen to from Motorhead. Well, I have to say, this is one of the few times we do not have matching songs at any point on our list. So I, I have, like that. That's I have awesome. four different songs from you. And I think you're going to realize that there's a, there's a little bit of variety, but at the same time, it, it goes to show you how good one of their later albums was. All right, so my first song that I'm going to pick, number four, is Going to Brazil. Okay. Love that song. Super cool song. Uh, I just, I don't know, I just I, I, I like the way the lyrics go. I, I, he, he, by this time in Lemmy's career, you know, we're talking, he's 20 years in to his career, probably a little bit more, because he was, you know, from the Hawkwind days and stuff like that. And he's really just coming into his own as a songwriter. I mean, he's, he's put out Hellraiser with Ozzy. Uh, he's put out, he wrote songs on uh, Ozzy's No More Tears album. And so, you know, he's really put his foot down and said, I'm a, I'm a songwriter. And these are, this is one of those types of songs where there were some things in it that this is not your just typical song, but at the same time, you know, so he's got some really cool hooks in the song, and that's what I like about it. Number three, No Voices in the Sky, off the same album. I think both of these songs are off of 1916, which yeah. came out in the early 90s. So it's really cool. The No Voices in the Sky, if you want to talk about a hook and a harmony and a mel- melody in a song, that that No Voices in the Sky has a really cool harmony to it and a really cool melody. So I, I that's a very catchy song for me. Uh, number two, very similar to number one, so I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll understand when I say it in a minute. Number two is Iron Fist uh, off the Iron Fist album. Yeah, that's probably my number five or six. I really love that song. Yeah, Iron Fist is a super cool song. A lot of people mistake the beginning of that song for my number one song, Apes of Spades. Uh, so those two have a very similar bass intro, but they go in their different directions. 
Um, Ace of Spades to me is just is just the ultimate Motorhead song. Overkill, I like the song, but these other ones I like more. And I would sit there and say that my number five song or my uh, what do I call that? My runner up honorable mention. My honorable mention is Orgasmatron. Yeah, Ace of Spades, Iron Fist, they're right up there, number two, number one. I like it. I mean, I, I love Ace of Spades. It's just, uh, like we said earlier, it's one of those songs I've heard so many times right. that I'm just, I'm not tired of it per se, but I just don't make an effort to listen to it anymore. Exactly. But like I like I was saying earlier, it's one of those songs you put it on and you perk right up. Oh, yeah. Like like Jump from uh, Van Halen. When I hear Jump, I am I love it. I'm, I want to listen to it, but I I really don't go out of my way to listen to it anymore. There's just certain songs like that. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for Debating Metal this week. And hell awaits when you tune in next week to our 30th episode. It's going to rain in blood when we go south of heaven to talk about the band for the Big Four with the most undisputed attitude. I'll show you no mercy, Kenneth, when we debate which Slayer album was better, South of Heaven or Seasons in the Abyss. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. I like that. <laughs> that was great. Definitely. All right. So we'll also have more Rusty Metal and another online pick of the week. I'm Chris Kay, and on behalf of Kenneth Dean, remember, always turn it up to 11. See ya. See <laughs> ya.